You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, my undercover agents. You are watching the Graceland After Show Season 3, Episode 6, named Sidewinder. My name is Stephanie Georgie. You can follow me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie. And before we get started, don't forget to subscribe to our page below. Find us on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Rate us five stars. Leave us comments. Let us know what you think so that we can bring you more. Uh, Stephen Lemieux is not here today, but I have the most absolutely fabulous... Oh, my goodness. Tiana Hobson, where can they find you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. Thank you, yeah, Stephanie yeah, G, yeah, for yeah, having yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually really excited that she's here with me today because today's episode was amazing, even though we had to say goodbye to Eric and Jamie last week. However, I'm also happy because I had mentioned while we were watching the show that Steven's not here to make some corny ass jokes <laughs> because there was a lot of potential for what was going on in this episode. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to be doing it exactly the way that Lemieux does it. However, we'll still get the gist of the entire episode. Starting with uh, the scene between Mike and Briggs, where he starts explaining the effects of the Soviet uh, CW unit, which is the thing that he found in uh, Ghost in Goosey's uh, trunk. And some of these side effects are loses control of all bodily fluid, and then within 10 minutes, you're dead. Pretty much, it's really bad, and Briggs gets scared and just isn't about it. Was I the only one who thought, like, could you imagine throwing up, pooping your pants, and dying all, like, simultaneously, pretty much? Is, like, and the, dying. Your last <laughs> thoughts as you die is, like, I just shit my pants. I just threw up all over the place. Up, oh, I'm dead. Like, those are your last memories before you go out. No, I, that's actually, I mean, it's not funny, but now that you said it, it's funny, because I feel like all of that would be happening, and you'd be like, and like I'm oh, dying like, right now. <laughs> That'd be really sad. That's, um, that's, well, actually, I feel like it, you start shitting yourself. Too. Sorry. Oh my god, sorry, that was really inappropriate. You start, uh, releasing things in from your body before you die in general. No? Or it happens I think after, it's after death. Your, it's after death. Yeah. That well, was an idiotic put, question. Like, I just learned that they put butt plugs in dead bodies. So then more that stuff doesn't come out? That I learned that? I don't it a know. It's, I learned it from a TV show. I can't remember if it was here or not. Sorry. They did why? So that while so, so like, that like the bodily fluids like just stays in there. Yeah, don't like ruin the coffin. I guess. I don't know. Oh my god! Did everyone just see my face right now? Because <laughs> I, like, <laughs> anyways, um, okay. So then Mike wants to keep it a secret that they're going to keep doing it, and that kind of just is how it starts it off because it brings us back from last week's episode. And then, really, the best part of this episode is when we see Johnny's butt. <laughs> yes, that was nice he's got a nice little tushy. <laughs> and Charlie and Paige were the ones that found it as they were coming downstairs, but they also find Jenny, who is Hector's daughter from Hector's Tacos and that was going to happen because last week they asked Johnny to you know go get get laid because he's super sad about Lucia he did that really quick that's normal I was a little bummed that I wasn't bummed that Johnny got a rebound chick so fast because I'm I'm all for you know you go out there you 
do what you gotta do and move on. I was more upset that the next day he was holding her and calling her baby and letting her cook in the house like get rebound chick. Like you just lost lost Lucy and I wanted them to be together so bad. I was a huge fan of those two together and I was like their love is so strong. Look at what they're getting through together. Mm -hmm. And then you're calling her baby and holding her and stuff and I'm just like dude no don't do that so soon. Yes because I was like what are you doing? Trying to be like a mouthpiece but then it also makes me feel like oh you're the sensitive type. Can are you do you not know how to do a hookup without being cute like that? Yeah. What happened to hashtag Josia? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um actually no, that's so funny that you said that. That's the only thing that bothered me also. Yeah, but, like specifically when she was standing there and he came behind her and they yeah. were all eating. That is a boyfriend girlfriend move right there. It when you is. come from behind and oh, get baby, boobs, make my bear. friend some breakfast. Well yeah. I would tell, I'd be like, yo, make my friend some breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, you make me breakfast, now do the dishes, get out. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, Felicia. See ya. Okay. And then let's see. So then that's what we see. They're all in the kitchen, which is nice. Briggs comes down not expecting to see her there, but he does. I think it's cute that they all played the fact that they knew who she was. Yeah. Okay. It's it was like, oh yeah, it's Ginny. Right, Jenny. Best tacos south of Pico. Yeah. And I love that she asked them, you know, what they did for a living. And, you know, they're like, oh, what did they say at first? No, she thought they were pornographers. Oh, yeah, pornographers. Which makes perfect sense. Because even had they not, if they hadn't said anything and you just saw them living there in that house, I'd be like, duh. Duh. Avi, you guys are pornographers. You live in the valley or something. <laughs> Where is the capital of porn? porn? In, in the valley. Chatsworth. Chats- yeah. Chatsworth. <laughs> we're, we're very close to Chatsworth where we are right now. So Excellent. So, yeah, that yeah. might have been a possibility. But I love that Briggs came back with her and was like, hey, we're actually undercover CIA operatives. And she's just kind of like, ha And I turned to you and I said, it's so funny because you can literally say that. And no one's going to believe you because that's so such a rare job that people aren't going to actually believe that that's what you do. Absolutely. I think I had someone do that to me recently with their age. It's a good friend of mine who I've known for a while, but I just never thought to think to ask like how they were. And then they told me and I was like, yeah, shut up. And then just like a week later, I feel I was like, oh my God, I think he really is that old. I just started really thinking about it. <laughs> Anyways. So yep, that's the truth. Next, we have our scene where we where Briggs goes to see Ari, and they're discussing some sort of a, a crate that has that's involved with Clear, Clearline and Uncle Tev, whom is Ari's uncle, who's the one that works with Ma, Martun, and then Toros is the little guy who was around when Martun was around, and they're kind of making them work together. And Briggs wants to, or no, no, a guy comes. His name is Vince, and he just discusses a problem with them. I actually don't understand what the connection was with all of that, but. I will say this, the Armenian stuff confuses me most right. of the time, and I just let it play out, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, right. that's what was happening. They're doing something else to connect. Really, it's just another reason. I think they're just trying to find another way to, to bring them down. So this is just another like shipment, something else that's going on illegally that they're going to follow so that they can get enough evidence to Yeah, um, and last that. week, we know that Briggs um, talked to Paige, and she wanted to help out some more, and he was like, mm-hmm. I need someone to be undercover in case... Tauros gets once um he gets one up or he just yeah, gets out of the whole or thing. Or in case when um what, who is it Uncle Tev yeah. when he dies because he's oh. on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. So when he dies, if Tauros gets the number one spot, the inheritance, then at least Paige is there with him as the right hand man. If it's Ari, then we have Briggs there. So it's like oh, covering either side, either side, depending Sick. on who gets it. And then um. 
Paige volunteers for this because she's the reason why Colby died when she burned the wrong finger. And I liked, there's one part that happens just a little bit later where he sees Charlie and Charlie's like, volunteers don't jump on sinking ships. Jump on sinking ships, right. So that just kind of sucks because it's like, Charlie, come on, man, don't put a damper on things. She's already helping him. Um, anyway, so they continue with that situation and then they go to a hangar because they, the guy comes from Clearline, says that there's some manager lady who wants to take over his job and what he needs, um, this, our meet the Sarkeesians to do is, you know, to get rid of her. So then they go to the hangar and instead what they find is Paige, who's the person that replaces her, the guy as a manager. And they discuss her. Uh, Briggs does his frightening antics and tries to scare her into, I don't know, making the shipment happen, which is they needed a crate within 12 so, hours. Yeah, it was being held in, like, Brazil, Brazilian customs, and so they needed it out of there, and their normal guy was saying, you know, he was going to have his hands tied for a couple days, and Paige is like, yo, I got this I got this you. in 12 hours. 12 hours Give or me less. 12 hours. I'm on it. And I will say this. Paige, I feel like a lot of people feel this way. Paige this season has not been been my favorite person. Right. And this episode, I started liking her a little bit. Me too, but because, like, Stephen would say, she wasn't, she's not being, like, your sad page. It's like, yes. okay, good, be an agent again. Please stop moping. Stop, stop moping and stop getting your, like, being such a, which I hate to say this because we're two females on the show, but stop being such a damn girl. Yeah. You know? Like which, man up a little I mean, bit. something so, yeah, sensitive. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Forget being a girl because everybody's sensitive these Don't days. Don't take away our feminism cards. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> damn it. But anyway, she stops being so sensitive and you see her kind of just playing the game, doing her job. And unfortunately, part of that job involves some other things, which we'll get to in just a second. But... Um, so they get there within the 12 hours and then Vince shows up saying, ah, I spoke to Luhan from <laughs> HR saying, when is, am I going to get my desk back? He finds out that he's not because Paige swoops in trying to ask for 20% acting like a boss, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And he does the job for them. And what Vince does to threaten this entire situation is say that he's going to go to customs himself. And he's like, forget about it. I don't even care if I go to trouble. Pretty much he's thinking he wouldn't because he's giving them up. However, Briggs... Oh, because Ari's about to shoot him, and we all know how ruthless Ari is. Uh, Briggs grabs him, and he has to do, again, like I said, he goes in there to stall, if you will, and make it one less death. Yeah. And then Sidewinder comes into play, <laughs> the title of the show, which I did not know what it was called until he pronounced it. I still don't know what it was Sidewinder. I should have Googled I, it before we started. I think it's the plane. It's a rattlesnake. Oh, he was talking about that. He was talking oh, yeah, about that while about, yeah, the while, dad and everything. While the plane was happening. Yes. Thing. But here's my here's my question about Briggs' character. I love that he he's always on his feet. Always. He's always thinking ahead. He's always taking situations and finding a way. Like, where does he come up with these stories? Are these actual facts from his real life that happened? Like, that story with his dad. How do you pull that out of nowhere? You had no idea Ari, that Ari was going to pull a gun on this guy and try and shoot him. And then you come out of the woodworks with this story I about love... your bicycle and rattlesnakes. Me, it and didn't like... make you think of um, the Joker. Would oh, you? yeah. Okay, well, Definitely. sorry. But no, that's funny that you mentioned it because that's exactly what I thought when it was happening. I was like, what the, where did you like, just come with this elaborate story? So very detailed. Like, you know, like, let me so tell you detailed. some of the reasons why I'm effed up inside. So I'm starting to think, like, are these actual stories that have happened to him? Should we really be listening to Briggs' stories more <laughs> carefully to understand his character up. a little bit? Yeah. Because that is, like, 
so crazy. No, but he did it. Sometimes it bothers me when he does it because I feel like Briggs will just be, will come in there and be like, yeah, well, you know, when he tries to act too hard, I'm yeah. like, you're kind of blowing your cover right now because you're being stupid. And even Taro says it later when he goes, I feel like every chance you get, you keep trying to like make a stab at me. So that gets suspicious. But in this case, it was perfectly done. And then he scares Vince by putting his face up to the propeller and he got so very close, which I got scared about because um, that's people get like messed up all the time. In oh, yeah. fact, and it was- yeah, and it was going. But what he did was just place his face on it so that it burns half of it. I'm still so surprised I didn't just get sucked in because those things are super powerful. However, it was a small jet, so that's understandable. But, um, yeah, so he scares him, then he drops, and they kind of just leave it at that, and then he saves him because he doesn't get shot by Ari. Hey, it's either have your face burned or be dead. Be dead. What do you want? Choose it. yours. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And the good thing about Briggs doing that is karma's on his side as well as it is on Gusty's. In the next scene we have um, Gusty talking about, oh no, he's praying and Mike shows up at the house with, I don't know what the wife's name is, I keep forgetting her name. But I forgot to. He shows up at the wife's house and Gusty's house and Gusty is meditating. And he continues to say how, you know, Every day we have a reasons to thank the gods because they're giving us something, whether it's sun, whether it's water, you know, the air that we breathe. So it's good for us to give some time back. And that's what you call good karma, giving a little and whatever. And then Mike goes into this whole conservation of energy, which describes the transformation of life mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then the wife laughs and is like, oh, you two are made our match made in heaven, which I think is perfect because Mike at this point is playing his case where he needs Gusty to be on his side. He needs Gusty to trust him. So he's building a very like natural and good bond between each other. Um, I liked that part, but as soon as that happens, the house gets raided. Yeah. It was almost like as soon as it was perfectly synchronized for her to finish. And then the police raid the place. Yes. I love it. Cause she interrupts and she's like, look, you live, you die and shit happens in between. (laughs) And then boom, please. Touche, right? Touche. You spoke it into existence. Exactly. She manifested that. (laughs) But um, so then the house gets raided and they take them into jail. And sure enough, it's Johnny that comes into house, which we have a second person from Graceland that plays a part in this whole like investigation, this operation. And they take him. It's LAPD. They take him over there. And what it is explained to be later is that it's a shakedown. Um, they go, they take him to jail just to kind of scare them. But really, Mike needed to put Gusty in a position to see that he really can be trusted. And then in between all of that, we see Mike a little bit twisted in the head because um, he he's walks. A druggie. Yeah, he takes a pill in the bathroom and he walks out, stands next to Johnny. He's like, oh, we got a junkie. Gets scared, of course. Why? Because the guilty always does. And then he sees um, the wife just like itching like crazy, you know. Regular crackhead stuff. <laughs> and uh, Crackhead problems. You know, crackhead, hashtag crackhead problems. Um, she gets all itchy and everything, and then he sees, and he's like, okay, well, you need to punch me in the face and put me in there because maybe I can get something out of her. Which, in reality, I don't know if he was trying to get anything out of her or if he was trying to hook her up with a pill because that's what he ended up doing. Exactly right. And, I mean, I know we kind of said this when we were watching the episode, but I'm just, I'm so sad for Mike because he's already been through so much. He's come out of the other end of so many obstacles in his life to now have to succumb to his drug problem now and he's 
enabling someone else's drug problem too while at it and he's supposed to be one of the good guys mm-hmm. which is like Mike come on like you're better than this I know you can be stronger than this I know addiction is something that is very real and very strong and powerful and it's hard to overcome but I just am like Mike you're stronger than yeah. this you can do it buddy and I feel like it's part of his job to not don't do that don't get stuck in it man you're like trained however I sorry to keep comparing things because we always do but um, I compared it to like in The Departed you know when Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio's undercover and he's like stuck on his volume that he keeps wanting to have so I get that things get really rough but it just bothers me that he wouldn't go to like Briggs about it mm-hmm. knowing that Briggs I mean he, I'm sure he hates Briggs being the matriarch or not the matriarch like the, the superior who knows all of this stuff and he's like tired of it because he wants to be his like own boss but in this case, that just sucks, man. Just go talk to somebody. Like he, you know, the, the whole saying: "Be the better, per- be the bigger person, yeah. be the per- bigger person within yourself, and just like turn yourself in." Yeah. Well, not to like the feds, but <laughs> to your homie. Um, <clears throat> so he goes into that the jail cell with her, gives her the pill, then leaves. And what they do is they have Goosty come into the interrogation room so that he can watch Mike. How funny is Goosty? <laughs> I love Goosty. Mm-hmm. I he's just like, but here's my here's my kind of weird maybe prediction type of thing. He's so sweet and so awesome, and he's like a little kid with all his energy, and you never su- suspect him of anything evil mm-hmm. and wrong, which actually makes him the perfect person to be evil and wrong, and to actually be the terrorist that Mike keeps saying, saying that, that he he's not because he plays because he character. plays the character of like this high strung like oh my god I just want to be a stuntman oh my god you're the coolest man I know oh my gosh you're so tight like oh like sh- what if he was one step ahead of him the entire time and he's like I'm gonna play you yeah. to the core mm-hmm. that sucks because the only thing I thought of it was he's so optimistic that's probably why everything <laughs> goes right for him then he doesn't get caught she has the right story everyone well, that's I'm just failing I, as an agent no I mean I'm just sitting there like if I was you're like you look, too happy you're I don't trust happy, you yo. hmm. I don't trust you I like you though you funny like- <laughs> you real funny dude hey give me some popcorn I like a lot of butter on it oh my god wait pause because we have to go back to Ari I love him so oh, much gosh. <laughs> when he burns the face he gets up he's like Jesus guy I'm gonna buy you a bicycle how like I didn't, you see, if Steven was here, he would know who wrote the episode. I don't, but kudos to the person who wrote the episode. That was a fantastic line. Yeah. I mean, I love how they <laughs> Jesus, get I'm going to buy you a bicycle. Yeah, I love how they get those little things in there, in there, and they have the greatest supporting characters to come on, whoever's doing the casting for all this. Like, that is just amazing to get this amazing talent. This is the first supporting character that I could remember. Right now, if you ask me to think of somebody besides... Lucia and Eric Valdez, just because they became homies, he's genuinely someone that I love. Yeah. And he's a bad guy, but he's been giving me the most comic relief. He really has. Like, every, every shot. Every scene he's in. And you know what I like about this, too? Let's go in... Can we go into a little bit of the acting? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I like... The I always like the in between stuff. How you know, just like the natural reactions, the little acting, just the looks that he does when he stands and like he kind of has this like stance of uh, a. He's not old, but you can tell he grew up in a very foreign setting, mm-hmm. which is like adapting from his like father, his uncle, whatever you want to call it. I'm obsessed with the way Ari does all of it, everything, everything, the way he smokes his cigarette, the way he looks at him, even the way he said the bicycle part because it wasn't meant to be funny, but. I mean, it was meant to be funny, but he was, it was his form of sarcasm. And it was also like a genuine thing of like, man, I'm, like, I'm supposed to be the crazy one here. Yeah. Like, guy, like, okay, chill. I can trust him. He's, he's worthy of it. I want to yeah. buy you a bicycle. 
Anyways, I love it. Um, and then it's a scene after that, or actually, I'm sorry. So we, going back to the Goosey thing, we see that he's so very funny. And then Goosey sees Mike not turn him in. They go outside, and he's like, oh, no, I missed a call. And then Mike acts like, oh, man, it really was just a shakedown. And <clears throat> he goes, what's the call that you missed? And Gusty's like, oh, I, you know, I promised the guy I can't, I wouldn't tell. I like that part specifically because it just goes to show you that even though, let's say it's not your scenario that mm-hmm. you're thinking of, if he yeah. was just like a good kid, that's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to tell you stuff like this and that, but there's just some secrets we don't tell. There's some things that I can't do because that's how I'm going to save my own butt. But, yeah, um, and he's, and like he said earlier too, you know, he does a lot of jobs for people. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like, okay, we're, we're kind of partners now because you're, you're cool, yeah. but, there's some of my business that isn't for the partnership. Right. You know, it's like some things I have to keep separate from you. Yeah. And and a lot of times for the sake of the other person, you never know what's going to happen. However, Mike's plan worked and Goosey gets so stoked. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going (laughs) to tell you. I will. I will. And decides that he tells him. We don't see him tell him anything during this episode, but we know that it's going to happen in the future one, which really means that a SHIT show is going to unravel next episode. Well, so, sorry to jump ahead a little bit, because Mike then leaves that voicemail for Briggs about how he figured everything out. Was that what Goosey told him, or is that just what Mike has pieced together? Um, why don't, let's just go ahead and finish the storyline then, and we won't go back to it. No, here's the thing with me with Mike. One, when he, for, when he went further with the investigation, mm-hmm. He failed to mention the bird. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I have it now. There's a reason for us to go into this because something's going on here. Very, very legal. And, you know, potentially can be fatal for a very large community. And he didn't say anything. And I think that the way he was sitting there, kind of like a crackhead, like, I don't know if you paid attention to all this, but he was sitting on the toilet, which is fine, but his legs were, like, super close together, and then he was, like, drawing shit, drawing stuff on the window, and I'm like, oh my god, what's going on with you, and his whole thing is going back to, this is the conversation that I found, which is one of the predictions I made last week, he found that, um, that interaction, that deal online, mm-hmm. and so now he's going further into it, and he kind of breaks it all down, which is what we saw as an audience, but him figuring it out on his own. Okay. And then kind of really I think he's making it so that he could stay. I think his whole reason for he's like I can't miss that next call cuz he's going to call back. I really do think that he just wanted to kick in and be like homegirl's probably going to offer me some some. Yeah. Okay. I was just confused by that, but I, I What do you mean? It. Well, I like, just wasn't, th- No, I just wasn't sure like You're if, like what else did he find out new? Yeah, because <clears throat> it was like Goosey's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell you. And then he made the phone call to Briggs, so I just wasn't sure. And that we was just the end. didn't get to see, and that this is just him relaying information to Briggs from Goosey, mm-hmm. or if this was just him on on Oxy putting things together. I've never been on Oxy, so I don't right. really know how your brain works. But I feel like, I mean, this is really sad to say, there were some kids in my high school that would do Oxy, but I don't think they ever tripped out. I thought it was just like a muscle relaxer. That's what I kind of thought too. But the way that they're like he's acting like smoking it and hanging yeah. and like itching for it, it's definitely very strong Vicodin. If that's right, if that's what, if it's, that's supposed what, what it's supposed to be, I don't know. But we'll see what happens because I'm trying to figure out what they're trying to, um, what they're trying to do for that whole like the situation with the specific drugs, especially because she started smoking it and then it. 
turn into a crack thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, but we leave off on that. He says nothing to him except for almost, it sounded like a recap. Mm-hmm. He's like, let me tell you what already happened. And then I'm going to stay here because I need to get catch that phone call. Apparently, I guess, though, what that sounded like is that Goosey didn't tell him anything. Yeah. And that now he just needs to wait for that phone call. And at that point, he would continue with that. Um, let's see. Next, we have Charlie and Jake's. We go back to the swamp land to get to make a deal. And Jake's, man, every episode, dude, this guy's too cool. Jake's is one of the most <clears throat> underappreciated characters on this show. I think so. I think he's great and brilliant and that I love his character so much. And I feel like his character's always kind of the odd man out in ways until they involve him. And I was so glad that he got to be involved in this one mm-hmm. because, you know, he kind of stepped up to the plate and he took a bigger role than he usually takes with most of the cases and stuff too because Mike couldn't go with Charlie so he's like I'll do it and even everyone kind of looked at him like really you're gonna do it like can you can you pull this off and he's like Please get out like, of here. Look at these fresh threads I got here. He was he awesome. He was super fresh to death. <laughs> um, actually, no. I mean, but that's what I love him. However, Jake's is always everyone's right hand man. Yeah. And everything that anything's happened. And I was saying how he's like the one character where I don't see why he's just so needed for everything that happens. I don't, his character is never going to be in jeopardy of like losing his life, even though I did get scared when they were in the middle oh. of the swamp. But. I just liked how he thought about it, and he was like, you know, if I'm going to be the money guy, I'm going to have to wear this suit. And then I was wondering how it was going to play out when the hit, like, when those rednecks started making fun of him. But it played out fine. So they get over there, and Charlie introduces Jermaine, the the guy, the money guy, and says, like, look, no, we want to make a deal. We want to up it. We want 5,000 units, and that's how it's going to go. They try to explain to him that that's not how it works. Really, it's an issue of trust. So they have, so they ask Jake, so like, hey, have you ever been hunting before? And then they take him out to go alligator hunting. And that gets really scary. That gets really scary really quick. Also, have you ever noticed that in a lot of TV shows when there's a person who's in law enforcement who's doing something illegal, Mm -hmm. they're always doing it in their uniform? Like, he's, like, the sheriff of the county or something. You're right. And he's making drug deals. Every time we've seen him, he's in, he's his, in uniform. his full uniform. And Almost, I don't know they're if They're like, well, I'm on call right now, so... <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's because, well, like... I'm doing these drug deals. They, maybe one day if, if they get busted and they get ransacked, then he can just pretend like he's one of the officers and, like, pull his gun like, thanks for backup coming, guys. Yeah, I got these guys. Or if he's just really dumb and doing illegal stuff in his uniform. Yeah. I just can't figure it out, but I just noticed that tonight. And I was like, but I feel like it happens on a lot of TV shows where they're always have, in their uniform. Yeah, they're the always only thing in I can think of is that if something were to happen, he'd be ready to be like, "No, I'm actually here investigating yeah. myself." I guess, <laughs> but that part that part does get scary because they throw chum in the water, which is like blood and guts, to reel in the alligators. And when that happens, they catch something while they're trying to intimidate Jake's, and they explain to him that what we have here is an issue of trust. Like, how do we know you're not going to turn us in if you're facing 60 years to life or, or life? And then. They get a they get a bite from the alligator and the alligator pushes. I didn't expect that. I really liked that the cop looked dumb for a second because he got pulled down, hit his face, and then the other homeboy like falls into the water. water. It's like you both look like idiots right now. Yeah. <laughs> they really did, especially because he could have gotten eaten so quick. And then Jake's being again the boss that he is grabs the gun. Bah, 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 bah. What? What? He gets scared and then they they're like, oh, where's where is he? And then he floats up dead. 
And then Lee looks over at the cop and he's like, look, if it's an assurance of if I'm not going to say anything or whatever, I can't really give that to you because you don't know what's going to happen until it happens. But if it's an assurance that I'm going to do my best so that we don't get caught and that I get my money also, you got this. Boom. Made the deal. Solid. Just like that. Drop the mic. Drop Drop, drop the mic. Drops get the mic. Like, I got this. Right? And then Charlie's like, what happened to your nose? This, this, and that. And then they're good to go. So now we just have to wait until next week to see how that storyline um, falls out or falls into play or whatever. And then we have back again to the Armenians. After that is um, we see that Toros wants to get rid of Ari because he wants Paige to himself because they ended up receiving the package, which this all happened when they burned Vince's face. But then they have to go for a meeting to discuss more business. Mm-hmm. And this time Paige brings a translator, which we're lucky about that because she felt like she didn't trust the situation because you don't know what they're saying. And then they're listening as they're speaking and he's pouring, uh, Ari's trying to pour himself a drink. And then Toro stops him and he's like, no, no, no more for you, friend, because you tend to black out and people die after that. Which is touche. Very true. Absolutely. So then they continue to listen. And then while they're just they're exchanging words, uh, Paige is listening. And the translator tells her that they're going to kill our guy. We need to get an agent in there. Paige, light bulb, gets put into play. Um and, oh, sorry, that just reminded me of last week's episode when Goosey's like, you have a light bulb? And he gets an idea, you have a light bulb? <laughs> so she has a light bulb at this moment. And um, he, oh, yeah, she runs in, does it perfectly. Were you going to say something? No. Okay. Runs in she uh, perfectly. And I like that she kind of backs in and then turns around. She's like, oh, she looks cute. But my only thing was like, girl, you better stop breathing hard. Because why'd you show up? <laughs> I was like, why are you breathing hard? Dude, I mean, first of all, you you don't have a car in the driveway, so <laughs> if he's really thinking logically about how you just appeared at the right time right, right now in the middle of the heated argument, there's no car outside. You're breathing heavy, like you just ran here. She was um, like, "Oh, my bad, dude. Uber dropped me off like yeah. a little block away." <laughs> Uber dropped me, off. and then you're showing up unannounced. Luckily, mm. he did give you a card with like all his personal information right. on it, which earlier. they emphasized, which made this al- allowed to happen. Yeah, thank which goodness. Made it allowed to happen, but it was still like, girl, I know you were trying to rush in there to save Briggs' life and everything, but the jo- I don't know how far away that car was parked either, right. but it, it was just like, take a second, bring it around, and like, take one deep breath. <gasps> and then you gotta fake it a, at least a, a little, little bit. bit. I know. I'll, take a breath before take you knock on the door. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Um, so that was really funny, and then she kind of saves the saves the night because... I like what Briggs, I like how, what Briggs' reaction is when he's like, yes, we're here, like annoyed. It was that, again, that's very, I love how all of them act when they're around each other doing a job, because how do you, I mean, I would laugh (laughs) if I was with you and be like, okay, Tiana, we're we're Asians right now, we gotta act like we're after bus hosts, even though we're not, I'd be laughing at you, like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what to do. But I love, I love that he got all pissed off, kind of, but the only reason she would have come into he that knew. situation is if something was, he was going like, on. like, oh shoot, I was about to die. Yeah. <laughs> and I get that his his character in this undercover role is to kind of be the guy who doesn't like this girl. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna stay in that character, yeah, but at the same time you're walking on eggshells. She had to come in here, that means some you stuff's about, about to go, go down. down. So maybe it's time to just walk away with Ari and just go off into the sunset for the night, you know? Yeah. 
And I have to say, thank goodness for the power of the JJ because <laughs> first of all, because Paige got the one that everybody wants. <laughs> but thank goodness for this because he just is like, oh, you messed up a little bit for me, messed things up for me a little bit this evening. But hey, you're here. Let's make a night out of it. All like Rico Suave, or not even Rico Suave, um, Super Habibi because I mean, it, it was very Rico Suave. I was like, ooh, <laughs> See, right? Smooth. And then he slams her against the wall and punches a pincher, pincher frame. And I was like, I would have been like, boy, what are you punching? Like, glass in my eye? <laughs> like, come on, dude, calm down. At that point, I'd be like, no, now you're in the mood because you scratched the side of my face and like, we need to go find a person yeah, kid. Like, can I? Tell me, so I put goggles on in case I don't want that stuff shattering my eye retina or exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> Can I put goggles? <laughs> like, if you want to smash glass, let me put on some goggles first, okay? Please. Um, no, but then they keep going, and I like, he's like, oh, you like it rough, and she's like, oh, you like it a little rough, too, and then she keeps slapping his... You like uh, slap, she hard, and he's like, harder, and she's like, I... <laughs> pops him, <laughs> <laughs> And then she was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. You know, she felt so good right there. She was like, hell yeah. <laughs> but I, it was funny that he really liked it and was about to get tied up. And I was like, damn, he's a freak. So is Paige, obviously. But, um, <laughs> no, it was, it was cute. And honestly, I found him a little bit attractive when he was like, I gotta go to the ER. Didn't get mad about it. Was like, that was cute though. <laughs> I was like, shut up. Don't tell me I'm cute when I punch you in your face, mister. I was kidding, but no, that was cute. It was cool. It was Aww, cool. Steven, I'm sorry I miss you, but I'm happy Sienna's here for this. Yes. Happy um, to be here. I'd be over I'd be over your hour right now like this. I know, I'm, I'm actually just replaying it all in my head right now. I was like, oh yeah, that was really hot. But he'd when focus he did on that. like, well, you know, the sound effects of this and that. But that was good. Anyways, but I do love you, Steven Lemieux. Shout out. Okay, um, let's see. So then that all happens. He's super cute. Everything's okay there, and he shows and then Paige goes home. Briggs is like, what happened? And obviously, she tries to say, like, oh, he was about to kill you. He's like, that's not what I was talking about. And then I get a little bit sad because Paige says it's not the first time that I've had to to do that. Yeah, and I mean, when we were watching that, when it first started happening, I kind of turned to you and I was like, wait, so that's part of the job? That's part of the job? Like, she's got to sleep with this guy now? And I said, I was like, she's undercover, dude. Yeah, and it's kind of one of those things where you show up to someone's house uninvited late at night after you've been like kind of flirty and then what are the expectations of that exactly. you're coming in here Sweetheart, with you your up blouse like a down call. like a booty call and then okay you save Briggs's life and he's out in the clear but you're still stuck there now and what are you supposed to say yeah alright well bye yeah you can't be like oh well like I'm gonna go now thanks for dinner bye yeah because the expectations of what the guy kind of presumes is going to happen at this point. Especially that type of a guy. Yeah, get especially that kind of guy is a lot more than what she actually wants to do. And I was like, oh my god, that would be a horrible... I would fail as an agent trying to get out of that. I'd be like, <laughs> um, uh, uh, back up, back up, someone, someone come get me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's what happens. And then it goes into the scene that we already talked about where we see Mike shotgun that little shot of um, oxy smoke turned crack. I didn't... Is that what... How you make crack? You, like, I smoke crack, oxy? I thought crack was smoking coke. Man, I don't know. I don't I do don't, drugs I like don't that. I don't know drugs. I know. I don't know how to tell Give me some Advil and I, I can explain to you. 
I'm getting psyched, guys. Don't Yo, I need some Advil. Right? <laughs> Got a headache. Advil. Ooh. Where's that 500 milligram that's at? It. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Not funny, y'all. Okay. But no, so that's what happens. But then. Um, the actually, pills missing. The, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you. So then they're all round up in a family meeting at the Graceland house, and everyone shows up. And of course, because Charlie's not an idiot. She knows exactly what she has, and she notices there are 20 pills missing from her oxy thing, which sucks because she needs that for part of her investigation, no? Yeah. So. I mean, it's all supposed to be accounted for. Right, bro. Good job. What would you, why would you take that? Also, thinking like she was just going to have it for shits and giggles. Also, me. I mean, he should know better. That's what I'm saying. But then he, he also dummy. should know that like, hey, if you're going to steal some from there, don't take 20 because that's a big number. Yeah. Take one or two and then it's like, oh, maybe the bag cracked open and we lost one or two along the way. No one's going to go looking for one or two oxy pills. Exactly. 20? And missing? don't be the only person in the house that's a Using pills at the time that uh, that people know that people that know about have, <laughs> that people know you've been ab- abusing these pills, and then can we also talk about how much longer is Charlie going to go on with people thinking she's not pregnant before something happens? Not much longer. We're going into predictions. Okay. Hate it, Maestro. <laughs> yeah, not much longer. Um, it's really starting to give me anxiety. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, first time, you know, you don't do it and you go to Florida and find the guy anyway. Okay, that's mm. cool. But now she's like checking herself out in the mirror, looking at a little, little baby bump. And I'm like, she, last week she was eating, like she almost burned the house down trying to make like tuna in the morning or something like yeah. that. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Everyone, I just want to shake everyone down and be like, what are you doing, Johnny? What are you doing, Charlie? What are you doing, Mike? What are you doing, Paige? Briggs is the only one who I'm not really like. You think he's so? Yeah, man, because he's a veteran, so he knows yeah, what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, doing. it was like all last season. I was like, what are you doing, right. Briggs? But right now, I kind of feel like, <laughs> Not Briggs, his daddy. Go do what you need to do. Literally. <laughs> um, no, I think that something's going to happen. I feel like, did we see her scream? in the previews, I think something's oh. gonna happen where they're gonna find out because, oh yeah, yeah, she's like sitting there like, oh! Either she's got a hanger up there, which is not okay, or something else is going down, which is super sad, but we're gonna figure that out. Also, we see Johnny all tatted up. I think next episode is gonna be where everyone is involved in both cases. Mm-hmm. But, the way that they kind of, they made it pretty dramatic, and I'm a little worried that someone's gonna get kind of killed. Oh. Attempted killed. Okay. I can and, see that happening next week. I just want to give a shout out to Johnny because even with tattoos all over your face, you're still sexy. Right? I don't know Boy. how that works, but like it made him hotter with like tattoos all over in his face. And I was like, what? I'm not usually into that. Um. <laughs> it's okay because when I saw your butt, I was like, why do I want to buy this butt cheese for? <laughs> it's true. I ain't sure of it. I mean,. The things we think. The thing- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, I think it'll be interesting to see next week and how this season kind of wraps up. Like, I really want, I want Mike's drug problem exposed. Yes. And I want, um, Paige, or not Paige, I want Charlie's pregnancy exposed. And I want them, like, the whole house to be like, what were you two thinking? Yes. Like, get together, get on the same page. I hope that nothing happens to the baby, but then at the same time, all I keep thinking is, she can't be an agent and a mom. Yeah. And I don't know if she's going to take the pregnancy to term and then give it up for adoption, or if... I don't see her leaving right. the house or just being an undercover agent, but she can't do both because it's 
as a mom, she wouldn't want to do both right. with she her couldn't. baby. Uh, and how, like, how, I mean, like, you can, but no, not you can't. You not, can't hide a baby under, in Graceland. Well, you can't be an undercover agent and be, or I guess you can. I don't know. That's what undercover is about. But I don't know if she's going to be an undercover agent and have a baby. My thing is that I'm just kind of worried about Johnny because throughout this season, he has been uh, quite a bit of a hothead. And you, there's a scene where they're at gun to gun, you know, playing mm-hmm. chicken with that. And I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully he doesn't get ahead of himself and doesn't get a cat busted in his butt, butt but that pretty butt we'll see i'll take care of that booty <laughs> anyways yeah well let us know what you think sorry that i couldn't be um couldn't give y'all any shout I think outs you did a great job thank you so much appreciate that um shout out to everybody who tweeted at us this week you guys know who you are and where can they find you on you can- I'm all over social media at the Tiana Hobson. And thank you, Steffi G, for letting me sit in with you today. Thank you for joining us. This was a lot of fun. I had fun. I love this show. And I love you. Thank you. Love you too, boo. Um, Y'all can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie and on Instagram at the Stephanie Georgie. Thanks so much for watching. Stephen will be back next week. We will see you then. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 